Hey, what's going on? It's Lucas from the Fantasy Football Fellas here. Just need to give a quick disclaimer before the podcast starts. Once again, we're having audio issues this week. Got through recording, went back to listen to make sure our audio had gone through properly. Ended up figuring out about 15 minutes into our video, our audio started echoing, repeating each other, and it was just nasty. Uh, So, unfortunately... For the first podcast this week, we are going to have lower audio quality. We thought we had a permanent fix to this. We thought we were on the right track, but uh, we're back to square one again, unfortunately. So thanks for bearing with us. Thanks for your uh, listenership, as always. And thanks for your dedication to uh, sticking with our podcast. Grateful for you all. Uh, we'll, uh, you know, we'll just get on with this episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas. One thing I need to say before the end of the episode. We need to put this on a poll on our Instagram. Do I look like a knockoff Matt Stafford? <laughs> I need to know. Like, is that a good thing? <laughs> Visions of Matt Stafford <laughs> dancing in my head. Or you just seen yourself. <laughs> I don't know. I'm having an identity crisis. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. What is going on? What's going on? Welcome back to another installment of the Fantasy Football Fellas. Thank you um, for tuning in. Thank you. And a huge, huge shout out to, I'm going to botch the name, and this is going to be really embarrassing, but thank you to Tolina. Tolina! He nailed it! Boom! Better than I would have done. I wanted to say Tolina. Oh, I'm like, oh, that's not it. Tolino, no, no, Tortolini, no. <laughs> it's Tolina. Shout out and a huge, huge thank you again to you guys for giving us the absolute most heat, fire, banger intro to a podcast I've heard in a long time. Out of all the podcasts I've listened to, ours is my favorite. Has to be. It's a, it's a little one. It's a little, Top one. A little biased. Well, and tonight we have a TikTok live audience yes. right now. So if you're on TikTok and you're wondering yes. what we are talking about, go check it out on Spotify and you can hear our intro yes. from Tolina. Spotify, YouTube, meet TikTok. TikTok, meet Spotify, YouTube. Mind blown, mind blown. This is what happens when you get enough followers on TikTok and you can do fun things like go live. Yes, sir. We're at 2K on TikTok. Shout out to all our followers. Thank you for liking and following Cam and Lucas's content. <laughs> I will make an appearance to very, very soon. Ty will be on there soon. Soon. We'll get some big hot takes. That's okay. We we'll, can accept that. We'll ease back into those because hot takes. I need to congratulate the man across from me right here on starting a new, new position, which isn't a full-time job, but it is a full-time interest. Full-time interest. Mr. Cameron is a middle school offensive coordinator. Up next, the Minnesota Vikings. Yes. Yes. I gotta say, it's not it's not a coordinator position per se. However, it is a assistant coach. So I would say that's higher than offensive coordinator, if you ask me. Although I am <laughs> scout team quarterback. So <laughs> 
let me let me middle school let me tell you the other yesterday yesterday first day of practice right these are seventh and eighth i know none of them zero zero of these kids names actually i know one of them and that's because it's my coworker's son and so i run a play action waggle out into the left and i have one-on-one with this seventh grader all five four of him and i'm thinking I'm back in those glory days. I'm going to put the moves on him, not realizing I'm wearing tennis shoes with no traction. I go cut right, come back left, clip feet, no hands, face plant into the ground. Best part is none of these kids help me up. (laughs) They just step over me and just walk back. And I'm like, I'm your coach. I can make you run. And it was like, I just wasn't even there. It was ridiculous. But I I think it'll be a good season. Um, I think we've got six games. I'm predicting 6-0 and probably as a modest guess. That's Cameron, what, whenever Cameron gets a chance to predict a record, it's always whatever it is and all. Yep, yep. It, it, it's it, utter confidence. It's utter. admirable. What's your prediction? 17-0? Like, I don't. Actually, 16-0. I'll have the first round by but. <laughs> Yeah, just planning ahead here. That's why I drafted based on because all my players have a really hard uh, week fifteen, and so I know I have the buy, so I'm not even worried about week fifteen. I mean, we're having a bunch of fun right now. I mean, we're clearly we're all laughs, we're all stories, we're live on TikTok. I mean, it's it's a night, man. Uh, we're doing great. Yeah. My least favorite day being Tuesdays, right? Like that's that's slowly like it's slowly changing. Yeah. The morning, the mornings are still the worst. Okay, like yes. I wake up on a Tuesday morning and I still say like, "Dear Lord, why?" Yeah. Help! <laughs> help! Help! But no, we're doing great. I'm excited to uh, get our top twenty wide receivers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um. Real quick. Yeah, let's let's grab a comment real quick and, and either discuss. Yeah, I like it. Let's oh. let's incorporate the listeners, the viewers. All right, we got it. Uh, I'm gonna need you to take yeah, this microphone. Mic. Take the oh. mic with you. My bad. So <laughs> we had this right before we jumped on. Trade Mike Davis and Evans for Kelvin Ridley. That's a big dub. We're all in agreement. That's a huge dub. If if you're the one getting Ridley. Then we got a comment saying my wide receivers are Adams, Diggs, Jefferson, and Ridley. Are you in a are you in a four man league? Eight team league. That's not even. Fair. Wow! Wow! I don't believe it. Wow! Right. Only time it's acceptable to go zero RB there. Eight team or below, I think you can totally pull off a zero RB and just dominate your league. <laughs> Don't, don't go watch Cam TikTok about going the zero running back route and assume it's a ten man or twelve man. Lead. Yeah, that ten, ten man, twelve man. We're not, we're not supporters of zero back. RB. Yes, you yes. need a running back. So, I guess with that, this episode we we're, we're digging into our top twenty wide receiver rankings. Yes, sir. And last week we highlighted our our running back rankings and. I think for the most part, we were all in agreement with each other, maybe a spot or two difference with each other, but 
I mean, I know personally, my my top twenty list was literally the consensus list. So we we get it. You're good at this. I just want to pat myself on the back for that because that's that's good analysis on my part. I just need to. I got beef with y'all this week. Okay, we'll wait till the player comes around because I get to talk about it. But I got I got beef with both of you, and I'm gonna save it for that. But I'm still excited to get into the rankings. Oh, I, I want to know what this beef is, but we'll we'll get to it when the time comes. Um, I guess we'll just get straight into it. Let's do it. Um, let me pull up our consensus rankings here, so we are fully up to date and accurate on who our top twenty guys were, plus some others that we'll highlight that are not in their top twenty, but uh, have, close. have been in the past. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. That's a that's a great way to put it. Love honorable mentions. Um, so I guess let's kick off these wide receiver rankings with number one consensus overall wide receiver in Devontae Adams of the Green Bay Packers. Wide receiver one. Yeah. There's no other way to put it. Yeah. He, 115 receptions, 149 targets, over 1,300 yards, 18 touchdowns. And the, and the crazy thing is Devontae Adams could still see 15-plus touchdowns this year with Aaron Rodgers. Yep. He only played 14 games. He's st- he still finished 30 points ahead of Tyreek Hill. Like, like it's a last ride in Green Bay for this crew. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're going to go out with a bang. Oh, yeah. Like, seriously, like, first four off the board probably should be first four running backs. Mm-hmm. CMC, Cook, Kamara, Henry. Yep. If you went Devontae Adams as high as pick five, I like I don't know if I could blame you. No, I don't. I, don't I wouldn't. I wouldn't personally. Right. But if somebody did it, I'm not going to bat an eye at all. Like right. Devontae Adams is that good with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. That I don't think we need to say anything else. He should be the number one wide receiver off the board. Should be the number one wide receiver in your rankings. Purely because of volume touchdowns. Sorry, Randall Cobb isn't going to do any damage to Devontae Adams. Devin Funches? MBS? <laughs> Devontae Adams, number one overall wide receiver, no question. Lock it, load it. We can move on to number two consensus. Yeah. We have Adams number one in our rankings. Number two, we have Tyreek Hill. Yes, sir. Cameron and Lucas have him as number two. I have him as number three. I know I can hear all the groaning, all the disbelief. <sighs> but not actually at the same time. There's a legitimate reason. So maybe I'll just go right into my thoughts on why I have Tyreek at three and then I'll go to Kenny. It's solely because I see Tyreek as a big play wide receiver that has cashed in on almost every single opportunity. And when I I want to say, you know, a, you know, a couple miss, you know. A couple drops deep down the field that should be scores that he drops. I think it puts him down to like three or four, not two. But again, we are nitpicking at that point. So, Cam, give me your thoughts on Tyreek. Do you know how many games Tyreek Hill have where he scored under 15 points last year? I'm going to guess like three. Three. And in one of those games, he scored 14.8. The dude was ridiculously consistent for being big play. When, you, when we think of these consistent guys, we're thinking of 150, 160 target guys. Tariq Hill at his peak is 130 target, 
which I mean, it's still a lot, but it, it, for him, it translates to probably 85, 90 receptions because he is a bigger play guy. I mean, he's averaging 15 yards a catch. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Last year, he was just so successful because he scored 17 total touchdowns. When you score a touchdown every game, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna keep keep going. You're pretty good at fantasy football, exactly. And I don't see it stopping because of the offense that he's on, the way that he is utilized. There, McCall Hardman is there, but he is not a true wide receiver too. Uh, he's not a threat to take away Tyreek's role. Never. Uh, Hill has not slowing down that speed. Just you can't compete with that speed. And so that, that's why I have him at wide receiver two, because I don't see any reason why he can't repeat what he did last year with 87, 87 receptions, 1,300 yards, and 17 total touchdowns. Yeah. Other people will put in that because we all see DK as this big play guy. Yeah, he could have games where he's consistently double-digit points. But there's other guys like Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, Calvin Ridley, for that matter, DeAndre Hopkins, that Tyler Lockett had more volume than him last year. Yes! <laughs> yes. We said it. We said it. Not by much. But he did. I, 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 was say, I get to talk about DK Metcalf, so I'm gonna I'm gonna save my title like that's for DK Metcalf. Right, right. But yeah, no, that's all about. Yeah. So um, again, volume, volume, volume. Top shocker. Um, that's why I have Diggs at two. But you guys have him at three, which means that Diggs comes in at three on our consensus. Yeah, uh, but I mean, the thing is, like, you could have him at two, and I'm not gonna bat nine like me. Yeah, like seriously, 166 targets last season. I believe that nearly that was like a 28% target share. Yeah, and I don't know if that's going to go down. It doesn't have a reason to. Like Emmanuel Sanders is in town. Okay, cool. We thought he was going to be a breakthrough number two in in New Orleans, and he didn't do that spot. Sanders is hurt right now. Yeah, (laughs) I look. Maybe it goes down to 25, 26%. I don't know why it would, though, because, again, I, look, if, if Emmanuel Sanders does step forth as this number two wide receiver, like, I, realistically, how much how much does Stephon Diggs' target share go down? 4%, 5% maybe? I think Cole Beasley's more impacted by Emmanuel yeah. Sanders' presence oh, than Stephon Diggs is. Absolutely. So that's the thing. Diggs could still see a 25% target share this year, and his volume is still going to be nuts. Mm-hmm. First in yards, over 1,500 yards. is 130 yards ahead of DeAndre Hopkins yeah. with wide receiver two in total yards. Like, hot target for a dude who got paid yeah. this offseason. Mm-hmm. Every draft I've been in, he's been available at that one-two turn still. Oh, yeah. Stack him and Tyreek. I've seen Tyreek fall the end of the first. Stack him and Kelsey. And Eckler, Chubb. Any of those guys. There you go. Aaron Jones, I've seen all that far. We all have is a top six running back. Stefan Diggs has got to be probably the most safe wide receiver because he's not touchdown dependent. And I'm not saying Devontae Adams and Tyree Hill are touchdown dependent, but like Stefan Diggs had, correct me if I'm wrong, eight touchdowns last season. 
Yeah, something around there. It was seven, eight, or nine. Yeah. It w- it wasn't double digits. No. Tyree Kill had, you said, what, 18 total touchdowns? 17. 17 total touchdowns. Avante had 18. Well, look, Diggs can do it without the touchdowns. Imagine if Diggs scores double-digit touchdowns this year. He might he might be the safest option at wide receiver. For sure. Yeah. But I'm just still leaning Devontae. And, like, when you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, it's kind of tough to not take you as wide receiver to ahead of Devontae. So. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, no, Stefan Diggs, great play, great pick. Yeah, sure. yeah. Diggs is probably the one guy that I want to start, not as that, but um, pair the most up with an underrated running back because not that Diggs is underrated, but the value that Diggs has being person targets, having 20, for, you know, target share for his offense. Like we said, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Either of those guys with Stefan Diggs, you are sitting really, really, really good. So, um, I guess we'll move on to number four. And um, I guess we can all pretty much say that it's these three wide receivers, and you can really put them any order. Adams one, but then Hill and Diggs are a toss up after that. Those three are solidified. Then it gets interesting after that. Yeah. Because number four, probably to not many people's surprises, but DeAndre Hopkins comes in at number four in our consensus rankings. Uh, me and Cam have him at uh, wide receiver four. Lucas actually has a wide receiver five. Wanna, either of you want to take this one and explain yourself? DeAndre Hopkins might be the least sexy top five wide receiver pick right now. Yeah, I think I think people are just bored of how good he is. And what I mean by that is he's played in 126 of 128 total games or total games possible in his career. So he's missed two games since 2013. He has 10,000 receiving yards in his career. He has uh, reached over 1,000 yards of receiving in, let's see, seven out of nine seasons. And one of those seasons, he had 954. He's had 100 catches in five out of those nine seasons. He's had over 125 targets in uh, eight out of those nine seasons. I mean, he is a target hog. Last year, he had 160 targets, and all they did was swap in A.J. Green for Larry Fitzgerald. That's really all they changed in that offense. Don't be the guy that says, draft Rondale Moore. What is there to say that Rondale Moore will have a role in that offense. I mean, I mean, they're force-feeding him involved in preseason right now. They're trying to get him involved so much. So I'm fine if you take a late-round fly, late flyer on Rondale Moore, but I also get what you're saying. Like, I don't think Rondale Moore is going to, like, be the death of DeAndre yes. Hopkins. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, Hopkins is so good. And Kyler Murray made it clear last year. He had 115 receptions last year. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is the number one. Kyler Murray threw for 2,600 passing yards. Or, or, yeah, I think that was right. Yeah, that's it. Yep. And DeAndre Hopkins had 1,400 receiving yards. That was ridiculous. And He's Murray, not going anywhere else. And Murray didn't even look like himself the last half of the year. Yeah. You know, if Murray plays like he did the entire half of that first half of that year, Hopkins has got an amazing year again. I just, I mean, he's like, he's another guy like Biggs. They're just so solid at that at the top. Like, I think that's why I feel higher is because he's got, I mean, that boom potential for Tyreek Hill's 50 points. It is. It is. And I, I mean, Hopkins and Diggs are probably closer to that 30, 35 point. 
but they are consistently 20 points a game. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Really good, like arguably the best wide receiver in all of football at he the moment. He is a good football player. Yeah, I think that's all we need to say. Yeah, we'll move on to number five, and uh, I want to say to many people's surprises, we actually have Mr. Calvin Ridley and number According five. According to ADP standards, yeah, it's a surprise. Like, yes, that's yeah. No, I that's a, that's an that's an important tidbit. Um, Lucas, give me your thoughts on Calvin Ridley because you are highest on him at number four. I have him at five, and Ken has him at six. So yeah. there's got to be something there. Yeah, the thing, the thing with Calvin Ridley, the only reason there, there's a handful of reasons why I have him ahead of DeAndre Hopkins, but the main reason is I hate DeAndre Hopkins's route tree with all of my heart. <laughs> the man does not see the right side of the football field. No. Everything is on the left side of the football field. It's either fly route down the sideline or it's a, it's a curl route. But it, it's the left side of the football field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Calvin Ridley's moved all over the line scrimmage. So I, I, I miss a handful of things. Like that's and, and I'll get and I'll get into Ridley's numbers too. Here he finished wide receiver five last season, 143 targets. He's good for wide receiver seven, 90 receptions, wide receiver eleven, over thirteen hundred yards, which was tied for fourth amongst wide receivers. Nine touchdowns, which is standard, tied for eighth amongst wide receivers. 18 point fantasy points per game, fourth amongst wide receivers. Look, like they're not numbers that make your jaw drop, but with Julio vacating 68 targets from last season, can I like let me ask a question? Is it is anyone gonna be surprised if Calvin Ridley sees north of 160 targets this season? No. No. So he's gonna have I, in my mind, he's going to have a Stefan Diggs-esque season from last year. Mm-hmm. High volume, high target, high reception, high yards, middle of the pack and touchdowns. He's not going to – might see 10 touchdowns, but he's not going to see an insane amount of touchdowns. But, like, if I can get that as my wide receiver one, who's going as wide receiver six in, like, the mid to late second round, depending on if you're in a 10 or 12 team lane, you're pairing that – with an Alvin Kamara, a Derrick Henry, a, a Ezekiel Elliott. That's for a guy who has number one in his upside. We saw him finish wide receiver two mm-hmm. in past seasons. It's possible. And they're going to run the ball more with Arthur Smith. I get that. I'm not, I'm, you need to throw the ball. That defense didn't get a whole lot better. No. So, look, I – I, uh, DeAndre Hopkins at four is totally fine. I prefer Ridley there uh, only because I think Ridley has a more diverse he, – he's going to be used in more diverse ways versus on just the left side of the football field. They're, gonna be able to, they're, they're willing to use Ridley in all sorts of creative ways, and that's only to his benefit. And we've seen him thrive without Julio. So 68 targets vacated there. He's going to take up some of those. North of 160 targets, from a possibility. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's my that's my reasoning for Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think you can argue with that at all. I mean, he he has the upside. He's shown it in the past. So not a problem there. Five. This this is the surprise that I think a lot of people are not. Woo! It's Mr. Keenan Allen. 
Yes, yeah, sir. You me, right? It's Keenan Allen. It's not AJ Brown. It's not DK Metcalf. It's not Justin Jefferson. It's Cam has him highest of wide receiver five. Lucas at six. I have him at seven. I have him at seven. You do. Oh, a little, a little switcheroo. I did, I did a little flipperoo. A little switcheroo. Which I think we would still rather keep him now as a consensus wide receiver six than DK. But Cam, since you are. The biggest stand of Keenan Allen. Give the people what they need to hear. Keenan Allen is another guy. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm like, so Cameron doesn't have to worry about like proclaiming everybody. I'm just going to like hold the mic up for him. Just like, I'm just going to let him go off here. So he doesn't have to worry about speaking into the mic and he can just speak his mind. Yep. <laughs> so Keenan Allen is another one of those guys that is just going to get insane volume. Last four years, 159 targets, 136 targets, 149 targets, 147 targets last year, and only 13 full games. He had 100 receptions and only had 992 yards. The targets and receptions are going to stay, and the yards are only going to go up. He had 992 yards last year and still averaged 17.5 points per game. He was eight touchdowns, and if I'm, gonna, if I'm a betting man, I'm going to say Keenan Allen scores in over half his games this year. I am. I'm going to say the touchdowns go up. The over. I'm taking the over, and so I'm. I'm thinking the yards go up. I think even receptions go up. He looked so good with Justin Herbert last year, and I think Herbert. Even if Herbert takes a little bit of a step back, he's still going to target Keenan Allen like yeah. crazy. Yeah, he's still, even in the bad games that he had yes. last year, he's still. I don't want to say forced, but he had games where he force fed him the ball. <laughs> Keenan Allen had games with 19 targets. 11 targets, 13 targets, 11, 19. He had multiple games with 19 targets. That's insane. I mean, granted, they were against Carolina and the Jets, but 19. I don't care. That's 19 targets. 19 targets is unreal. So, you know, he's just got so much upside, and he is so good. I have, he's kind of like an Adam Thielen, where they're not, I don't think, like amazing athletes, but they are always open. Thielen only does it around the goal line. But Keenan Allen does it all over the place. All over the like, place. you'll watch a route, and he'll have 18 yards of separation. And you're like, how? He's triple covered. He, he might be the most underrated route runner in the entire NFL. I would say he's up there. He's with the Diggs and Devontae Adams. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's why I have him at five. That's, I think he's going to be that good. Ladies and gentlemen, can you come to 80? Five receiver nine. A value. <laughs> insane value. In the third round. In the third Look, look. You could have, think about it. You could have, I, I, I don't know where Calvin Ridley's ADP is. Someone might need to fact check me on this. Is it possible you could have CMC, Calvin Ridley, and Keenan Allen? Oh, I was going to say, like, Ridley. That too. That too. Ridley would be, Ridley would be pushing it. You could definitely get Keenan in the that early in the third. Oh, oh Absolutely. That's what we call value. (laughs) Value on value. So, yes. So, so far, our top six. uh, Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Calvin Ridley, Keenan Allen, and to number seven we go. It's DK Metcalf. And um, DK is probably one of those. Oh, yeah. I, I want to, before you 
I want to say like we talk like bad about like DK Metcalf a lot, but we are not out on DK Metcalf as a talent. We think he's unbelievably talented. I, I was to, going to address that. I yeah. just want to clarify that for everybody. For, since we're on TikTok yes. and the people on TikTok have seen our videos where we have like just we've slandered DK Metcalf pretty hard. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna write our wrongs. I'm gonna write our wrongs. Yeah. But anyways, do you have anything else you're gonna say before asking on? No, we I now that we brought it up, I guess we'll uh, we'll rephrase the question to be come up with something for the people that says yes, we still like DK Metcalf, but we're not taking as high as some people. Yeah, that's exactly what I got here. Uh, <laughs> I have my wide receiver six. I originally had my wide receiver seven. Uh, did a little flipper with him and Keenan Allen. Uh, look, it's originally out on DK Metcalf because I misinterpreted. The Pete Carroll and Brian Schottenheimer uh, philosophy disagreement. I had said that they wanted to go more run heavy, but the offensive coordinator Shane mm-hmm. Waldron came out and said they do want to play with more, with more pace and with more balance. And I correct our wrongs there um, because what I hear by that is by playing with more pace it means there's more scoring opportunities. More scoring opportunities means that DK Metcalf rise mm-hmm. the first 13 weeks of last season it was the dk metcalf show in fantasy football wide receiver three overall over 1100 yards which was first amongst wide receivers nine touchdowns mm-hmm. good for third amongst wide receivers pace is good for dk metcalf yeah however however we have our concerns and I think I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to sum them up uh, because DK is being drafted as wide receiver five right now, which could he return value on that? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. His upside is wide receiver one, but he could finish as the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. But I think wide receiver five is closer to his ceiling for this year only because Tyler Lockett is still on that team. Mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett had more targets than DK Metcalf, had more receptions than DK Metcalf, had just as many touchdowns as DK Metcalf last year. And I'm not trying to sit here and tell you that Tyler Lockett is better than DK Metcalf because that'd just be ludicrous. He's not. But what I'm trying to say is that Tyler Lockett is a man who just got paid to. And he's going to get his in that offense. Oh, yeah. And with pace, the, the argument against Tyler Lockett is that he's inconsistent. But you want to know what isn't inconsistent? The amount of volume he gets. Yeah. And I'm going to bet that he sees an increase in consistency with his fantasy points versus he's going to see a decrease in volume and even more variance in his fantasy points. Uh-huh. So I'm betting – so the thing you then have to do is try and balance – being in on a guy like Tyler Lockett versus being out on a guy like DK Metcalf. Because just because I like Tyler Lockett at his value right now, doesn't mean I'm out on DK Metcalf. He's a great wide receiver one for your team. But he's also in that range where I really start to consider other guys. Antonio Gibson. I love Antonio Gibson. If you haven't caught on our TikTok, I love Antonio Gibson. Lucas has been fangirling Antonio Gibson this entire offseason. If, if M&M's stan 
were about me and Antonio Gibson. That's a depressing song. I can't make that comparison. <laughs> yeah. You you cut it. <laughs> cut it. Edit it out. Hi, TikTok. Welcome. My name is Lucas Munsell. I make these mistakes on our podcast all the time. <laughs> you can catch me in our previous episodes. Make sure to go and subscribe. At least once an episode. <laughs> I stand, I, I, I stand Antonio. I do. Anyways, but D, DK Metcalf's in that range where I start to consider a running back to versus, you know, it, it's after Calvin Ridley is gone and you know, those top five guys are gone. Then I start to consider a running back to. And DK yeah. just happens to be in that range. So if I'm flipping a coin between, if I'm flipping a coin between DK Metcalf and Joe Mixon, like, I'm going to go with whatever the coin tells me. I don't have like a favorite there. I don't think. <laughs> You just hurt his feelings. You hurt Cam's feelings. <laughs> okay, Cameron. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, no, DK Metcalf. Look, we're in on DK Metcalf. I just don't know if he's going to return wide receiver five now. And that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Uh, he, he's a fine wide receiver one option for your team. If you like, if you like him at wide receiver five, do it. Draft him there. Yeah, do it. But, but we're not. We're not first. And I think. Kind of, it's kind of obvious to like say, yeah, I'd pair any of the top five wide receivers with their quarterback on my fantasy team. But DK is probably the number one guy I want to stack if I take him as my wide receiver one, because if 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 DK goes down, that means the offense is going down in some way. So, you know, double down. Yeah. Like that's 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 where I'm at with DK. But well, you could have multiple weeks a year where Russ and DK combined get you 75 points. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's why you would sack them because right. they wouldn't just like improve your team. They would win you multiple weeks a year. Yeah. They could also lose you multiple weeks a year, but they would definitely win you multiple. So, yeah, I want to stack the most. Yes. I don't know the wide receivers, but again, the top five guys you can stack and still, you know, get that same argument. We'll move on to uh, wide receiver eight. Did I read that correctly? Yes, wide receiver eight. Yes. It's, it's our favorite. I guess it's our, it's our team's favorite target. At this point, if they're drink to that, it's no fair. Mine's gone. Oh, no way. Oh, TikTok. TikTok. we lost TikTok. That was my bad. I'm gonna do it. Those Spotify, uh, the, the, the phone that we're using for TikTok, uh, just collapsed. Chaos is broken <laughs> loose. All the band it. is on the field. <laughs> All the DK talk has just got us. Out of sync, out of hot and bothered. <laughs> it's ever since I made the stand reference. Yeah. It's all downhill, it's man. Been downhill. Um, no, our wide receiver is Mr. Justin Jefferson. We all love and appreciate dearly as Minnesota Viking fans. Cam, give me, uh, give me your reason why wide receiver eight is perfect territory for Jefferson. Jefferson averaged 0.4 points a game. Less than Keenan Allen did 
and he didn't really even play the first two weeks. Not at all. Three uh, weeks, really? Well, no, week three, he was, yep. Oh, you're seven right. Seven catches, uh, nine targets, 175 yards, and touchdown. That's when we saw what Justin Jefferson could do. And Justin Jefferson at the end of the year, this is where I get really excited. This is why I have him at seven for DK Metcalf. Is because in five of the last six weeks, double-digit targets. Six of the last eight weeks, double-digit targets. He had seven games last year with over 100 yards receiving. Uh, four of those were in the last eight weeks. In the one game that Adam Thielen missed, he had seven catches on 13 targets for 70 yards and two touchdowns against Carolina. Yep. So if Thielen misses any time, which could happen at 31, yeah. Jefferson proved last year that he can explode in that offense. And so the way that he runs routes is just special. And unlike quarterbacks, where we usually expect a regression uh, in year going into year two, wide receivers are the opposite. Usually we expect wide receivers to take a step forward. And so if that was his baseline, the upside is ridiculous. And I, I do know the concerns because last year Minnesota had a abysmal defense. I mean, it was awful. It was terrible. Cam Dantzler, Jeff Gladney, <laughs> step it up. Oh, Gladney <laughs> Cam, we don't want to talk about that one. Um, but uh, we we had to throw the Vikings had to throw the ball a crazy amount, and we won't. We they won't. I keep saying we. They will not. <laughs> middle school coach, Vikings offensive coordinator. It's just one in itself. Um, and so I just think that he's going to continue to take a step forward, even if the offense isn't throwing. Just yeah. because he is so talented. And if you're if you're a professional football team, why wouldn't you give it? I guess it's the second best player on their team. But why wouldn't you give him the ball at all costs? You know. And so that's just I just think they will, and I think he takes even a step forward from what he had last year. I think there's one guy in the like the targets will go may go down for Thielen, but he'll still get red zone. So there's a lot that that's why he would still yes. have value. But like there's to me, Jefferson kind of established himself as the bona fide wide receiver one last year. And that was with Adam. That was with Adam Thielen, with Alvin Cook, Kyle Rudolph, and Irv Smith. Yeah, like he 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 stepped up and he showed up. Like, there's really no reason why. I mean, I don't want to say this is a make or break year because that's a, that's too high of stakes for the season that Jefferson had last year. Um, but we'll see really what Jefferson's made of this year, just because. Everyone knows who he is now. Film is out, so we'll see what happens. But I think the, I think Jefferson is a comfortable uh, top ten wide receiver. Maybe, top five is uh, it's a stretch, maybe, but I see him comfortably as at seven, eight, nine yeah. wide receiver. He's another guy though that I struggle with a um, pick, kind of like DK. Is they got great upside, but trying to get above where we have them ranked is. I do think that the reason I have Jefferson ahead of DK is because I see a better path for Jefferson to be wide receiver one than yeah. I do for DK Metcalf. Yeah. And I think part of that too is just who the receivers are in front of them. Like 
you can't argue with Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill touchdown production last year. Can't argue with Diggs and Hopkins targeting share if you prove your respective teams. Can't argue against Ridley's you know potential upside this year with Julio out. Can't argue against Keenan Allen, especially after the past four years he's had. Yeah. So that's probably why he it's a tough, you know, tough task for him to crack that top six, top five, but it's still respectable to be that top, you know, seven, eight, nine wide receiver still. If you take out Jefferson's first two games last year, he was on pace for a hundred and um last year it had been 137 targets. This year it'll be 145 targets. So he was on a ridiculous yeah, pace. He was on I think that covers Jeff. We don't need to number nine. We kind of have a tie for. It's kind of a coin for number nine. Um, it's between AJ Brown and Amari Cooper. And um, this actually works out very, very nice. Lucas is the highest on AJ Brown out of all of us. Cam is the highest on Amari Cooper out of all of us. So, Lucas, I'll start with you. AJ Brown, top 10 wide receiver. How likely, what are the odds that you could get it? 50-50, 60-30, what, what are the odds that he does and doesn't? Uh, 25% because you could rearrange my rankings to 9, 10, 11, and 12. That's 4. Yeah. 100 divided by 4 is 25. You could rearrange. I'm good at math. Um, <laughs> you could rearrange. <laughs> I needed some sort of bounce back statement after my previous two like statements. <laughs> I needed that, man. I'm a numbers guy, I swear. I needed that. 25%. Because you could rearrange the guys I have from 9 to 12 in any order, which I believe is A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson. You could rearrange those guys in any order, and I'd say, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's, that's fine. I don't disagree with any of it, because the reality is, all those guys have very similar upsides for very similar reasons. Uh, well, Allen Robinson's a little bit of the exception, I think, um, because he is. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about him. I guess talk about Allen Robinson, but here, here's why I have AJ Brown in wide receiver in 14 games last season. Wide receiver 11, uh, over 1,000 receiving yards, 106 targets, 70 receptions on those 106 targets, 11 touchdowns. He was wide receiver five in fantasy points per game. If you can crack top five numbers in fantasy points per game, that's a pretty good indicator that you got good things coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone was already predicting a big, big breakout season before Julio arrived. Um, you, know, you got to dampen our expectations there a bit. And even though the Titans are still going to be run heavy because you're not just going to ignore Derrick Henry on mm-hmm. your team, Arthur Smith is also now in Atlanta. So I'd like to think that now adding Julio, like you're not just going to ignore throwing the football because you have two stud wide yeah. receivers. You're going to throw the football. You're not just going to ignore the passing game. Yeah. yeah, and it makes me more hesitant too at the same time, right? So that's why it's like you can rearrange, rearrange any of those guys. I'd say, yeah, yeah, that, they all have their reasons to be out on them. They all have their reasons to be in on them. Yeah. I just think A.J. Brown, from from what I saw last year, I still see top 10 talents in him this year. Yeah. And I think the offense is still set up for him to succeed. Ryan Tannehill is a good NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. We need to, like, 
I know the joke has kind of been like, oh, Ryan Tannehill, ha-ha, yeah, he came out of Adam Gase's system, and oh, you know, the offense, the system he's in is good. Like, Ryan Tannehill has performed. When he took over in 2019, he was QB3. He was QB7 last year in a full season as a starter. He is a good NFL quarterback. A.J. Brown, Dak Prescott's in that range. So Amari Cooper, you can make that same argument for. But are you really going to make that same argument for Ryan Fitzpatrick? For whoever the Chicago Bears quarterback is going to be? For the Bears. Yeah, for the – do I just say the Bears? You can put him in any order. I'm not going to complain. I just have AJ Brown the highest based on what I've seen from him the past few seasons and where he's been able to finish, even not in a full 16 games. Yeah. And And I'll try and keep these more short now because we do have like a whole other running wide receivers to get to. So we'll go through those much more quickly. Yes. Um, Real quick on AJ Brown. We talked about that. We can look last episode because he was last ranking. Um, I, I had touched on the fact that. Coach doesn't get nearly as many plays as our coach, especially with Alvin Kamara, but he always covers those opportunities. That's AJ Brown's right. He may not have as much targets and volume as some of the other guys, but he's good enough to make the most out of what he's going to get. That's why he's still in that top 10, top 12 conversation for wide receivers. Cam, over to Amari Cooper. Yeah, hey. Saying Dak is an amazing, he's a great quarterback, but he is an amazing fast quarterback. Yeah. Uh, last year on that beginning tear, those first four games for Dak got hurt. Amari Cooper saw 14 targets, nine targets, 12 targets, and 16 targets. <laughs> he was challenging Ridley for wide receiver one. He still ended the season with Ben DiNucci and Andy Dalton with 92 catches on 130 targets for 1,100 yards and five touchdowns. Still good enough for a 15 point fans plus game. Yeah. Now, I know I I hate doing this, um, but if you take out uh, Amari Cooper's three games where he's had two catches or less, the dude was averaging 18 and a half fans points a game. Like he, had, I mean, obviously, like you can't you can't extrapolate that out. So you're just I'm just picking random games, but he just had. When you have Andy Dalton and Ben DiNucci, you're going to have fluke games. That's what's going to happen. And so I think even with Zeke, C.D. Lamb, even if C.D. Lamb plays as a wide receiver one in that offense, Amari Cooper can still finish as a wide receiver one. That offense is going to throw the ball so much. That defense is so bad. And they're running a Mike McCarthy offense. And so I just – He's had a thousand yards in six of his uh, or in five of his first six seasons, and the one year he didn't is when people thought he couldn't play football anymore because he couldn't catch couldn't catch ball, and then he bounced back, and now he's been awesome for Dallas. Mm-hmm. So he will be borderline wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two, yeah. and he's another one of those guys who's got the potential to put up ten catches, two hundred yards, and two touchdowns. So that, that's why I have Amari Cooper higher on my list than whatever the guy we just talked about. Was. AJ Brown. AJ Brown. That's who I was looking for. <laughs> Woo! One of those guys who's between nine and twelve. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's recap our top ten. Devontae Adams at one. Tyree Kill at two. 
Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Kevin Ridley finish off the top five. Uh, Keenan Allen at six, DK Metcalf seven, Justin Jefferson, Mr. Gritty at eight, and then AJ Brown and Amari Cooper nine and ten, ten and nine, either way. So let's roll into the second half. Of this. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll, we'll clip through these a little bit more quickly here yes. since we're running a little time. I will take Allen Lobb. Oh, he's taking him from me. Yeah. Oh, I am uh, a lot of it's, it's probably about time I shut up on this podcast. Anyways. <laughs> if you got the stats, you can back me up because I, I have Al Robinson at wide receiver nine. Yeah, you feel good about it. I look, ever since we broke down the NFC, ever since I made the point, I take that as soon as Justin Fields is the field, Al Robinson will be a top five wide receiver. I'm doubling down on that. Allen Robinson has shown in the past with Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky that he can still put up top 10 wide receiver fantasy numbers. You add Andy Dalton, who, yes, did not do that great with Dallas, but he still supported a decent season for Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. And then the possibility of Justin Fields, who I think a lot of people will agree with, saying that Fields is probably a little bit better than Dalton at this point, but he's a rookie, so give him the time that he needs to kind of adapt to the game. You put Fields in, I don't see why Robinson's value doesn't go up when Fields goes in. Maybe top five is a stretch, right? But to me, that still warrants top ten fantasy finish for me. So, if there's any stats to back it up or back up specific, you know, respect, respectful ranking or, uh, oh, words. They're awesome. hard. They're tough sometimes. They're hard. There's anything out there to, to, you know, a top 12 finisher with Allen Robinson or any stats that can help with that? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll back up your claim that the man is mediocre QB proof, right? Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles not in the Philadelphia Eagles uniform. Yep. I was gonna go like all out against Nick Foles here, but I can't do that. I gotta, I gotta like filter is on now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he's finished uh, wide receiver third amongst wide receivers targets the past two seasons. 151 targets last season. 154 targets the season prior. With Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles as quarterback, the man is mediocre QB proof. He, he's a safe yeah. top 12. Player, so yeah. that's all I have. All right. So Al Robinson at yeah, 11. Where we go? Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Uh, I know that Luke is the highest on McLaurin out of all of us, but I think he gave us a pretty well-rounded explanation for his later of the the latter of the top 12s. Is a top 10 finish in the cards for Terry McLaurin? Of course. McLaurin proved last year's like Allen Robinson. He made your quarterback. He played with Taylor Heineke. Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins. Like, that's pretty rough <laughs> when you want to try and stretch the field as a wide receiver. And he still commanded 134 targets. The targets are going to be there. Fitzpatrick is going to want to stretch the field. Warren will be able to do that more. He'll be catching plenty more passes between the 10 and 20, 10 and 20 yards down the field yeah. uh, than what he saw this year. And he'll be running more of those routes, having pretty Samuel. That, is, that will be Samuel. Samuel's route tree is that uh, like three to seven yards away from the line of scrimmage. 
And so I think when you add all that together, quarterback wants to push down the field and just a special talent and scary Terry. I don't know how you can't be high on him. And I, I it, like what we said, it's 25% chance. It's pretty much what it is. I mean, these, these four guys right here, like they are, you can shuffle them between nine and 12. They're going to all be borderline top 10 at their lowest. They'll be a top wide receiver team. I don't think they're making much more stuff up for him. So he's a great – he's going as wide receiver two for a lot of the podcasts. And if you can pair him up with the top wide receiver, another great running back. You're in good hands. You're in good hands. Not much more than that. So move on to – I yes, wide receiver 13. I need to keep better track of where we're at. <laughs> well, wide receiver 13, we have Chris. That's high. It is it is relatively high compared to compared maybe, to ADP because Mike Evans is going as wide receiver thirteen right now. Yeah, Mike Evans is going above Godwin. Oh, do botch it? No, I just I I buried Mike Evans. Oh, no, right. Tyler buried Mike I, Evans. I kept him. Spoiler: I kept him out. Not on this one. Oh, folks, those numbers are flipped. Oh, okay. I was going to say yeah. On our I notes. I know. I have my choice. Yep. I oh, must have flipped those numbers when I did the rankings. Ooh. My bad. But they all, it all stays the same. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, Lucas, we know your feeling about this wide receiver room in Tampa. I'm happy to state them again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think we need to. We'll spare the people. We'll spare the one. people. TikTok has it. Well, it has TikTok. Not TikTok. Not yet. Not yet. Kind of. Kind, kind of. of. Is it too far-fetched to honestly believe and think that Godwin, I I don't think he can really say separates himself as wide receiver one. I think it's a 1A, 1B tandem in Tampa. But is it too far-fetched to say that Godwin, you know, finishes above Evans? No, absolutely not. I've seen, I've seen people say they're out on Chris Godwin this year for a multitude of reasons, you know, with, like Evans still being the favorite red zone target and full season of Antonio Brown now and Gronk's probably in better shape this season. And Tom Brady likes to spread the ball. I mean, we can keep going with all these reasons in Tampa Bay why Chris Godwin could be unsuccessful. But, like, the, here's the thing. I'm not stoked about any wide receiver in Tampa Bay. Like, I'm not like, yeah, I have, like, my emotional thoughts on them. The only one I'm super stoked about is Antonio Brown because of his ADP right now. Why is he 43? Like, come on. Are, are we kidding? Mm-hmm. Like, we're talking about Chris Godwin, though. So here's what Godwin's got going for. Okay, he, look, from week 10 on last season, Mike Evans was wide receiver 10, Godwin was 15, Tony Brown was 18. Uh, and we, and all of us, think Evans is going to be going to see some sizable regression this year. Uh, just his comparison to career highs versus lows with, with his touchdowns being, like, it's pretty high. It's not a good comp. And we do think that's going to go down this year. Um, so, Devin seeing sizable regression. Yeah, Chris Godwin could be the top scoring Tampa Bay wide receiver this year. Yeah. It is totally, totally possible. It'll probably be within one or two spots in my hands. Yeah. But, like, he outscored Mike Evans on a fantasy points per game basis last season. So, we're not going to see wide receiver two Chris Godwin again. Like, that's, I, as long as Tom Brady's in town, I don't think that's within the possible. Or healthy. Right. I just don't think it's in the cards. No. But can Chris Godwin be the highest scoring Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver? 
absolutely. I think he will. Sure. Yeah. I think we would hedge that some probably be in the top guy. So um let's keep these next couple ones out of a minute just because right. we are pushing a long, long episode. But um at number 14 we have Julio Jones. Cam has them the highest out of all of us. Give us your thoughts. Yeah, Julio's hurt last year. But I don't care. Um, <laughs> right, so I don't care. Since 2014, Julio's missed four games other than last. You know, I, I understand he's getting older. I understand the injury risk is still there. But in those nine games he played, he still put up 16.2 points per game, which is his second lowest since 2012. He's put up over 16.2 points a game. Every year except one in 2012. That's because he only had three touchdowns in 2017. And game in year, seasons that he's played at least 13 or at least 14 games, he's had 1,200 yards or more. He has always commanded targets, and the only issue really for Julio has been his touchdowns. He's only had one double-digit touchdown, which he could break in this offense because they are so hyper-efficient that passing. And just the way that they move the ball, that it's a play action first, that it will allow the field to open up more for Julio, who is still going to physically dominate everybody on the field. Yeah. I I need to see a full season of him really slowing down in order to not believe it. That's that's where I'm at. So that's why I got so I'm so high because he still proved when he was on the field last year that he put it really dark. I just I I've got some numbers in here. I yeah. you go first, I'll wrap it up. You can have my numbers I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I need the numbers. Oh, and I got the numbers. So Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson is our wide receiver 15. I have him at 14. Him has him at 16. Lucas has him at 18. Deontay Johnson was the leading target for this Steelers offense last year. Which was how many targets, Lucas? 144. It's good for six amongst wide receivers. Six amongst wide receivers. <laughs> We got it. We got it. <laughs> that was a breakout year from Chase Claypool. A, or I should say a uh, a sudden um, came on the scene. Yeah, came, coming onto the scene from Chase Claypool. Who everyone thinks that he's Maple Megatron. Mapletron, some people are saying. No. No, no, no. That's another episode. That's another topic for another episode <laughs> about Chase Claypool. Carry him. Ben Roethlisberger is aging. He's not getting better. Not like Tom Brady. Okay. That arm is shot. He is more like Philip Rivers at this point than he is like Tom Brady. And Philip Rivers showed it last year. When you have a shot arm, you dump it short. 
Deontay lives in the short. Yes, Deontay Johnson led the league in drops. With how many drops, Lucas? I believe it was 13. 16. It was, stats say between 10 to 16, and they're not sure. That's the dumb thing about drops. Whose fault is it? Is it his fault? I cut it in half. 13. You add those, you know, you add half of them. He's arguably wide receiver one. Point per reception. Yep. That's essentially why it has Johnson so high. Why we all have him at 15 with some other guys. I'll spoil some. Robert Woods, CD Lamb, Adam Thielen, Mike Evans, all behind him. Because there is, you guys have him behind. Oh yeah, yeah. We're so getting to a guy I have ahead of all of them. <laughs> yes. Oh, by a mile, by a hundred. Deontay is going very, 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 very much later than some of these other guys. To grab him as a wide receiver two later and stack up a running back, I don't blame you. To stack up a wide receiver and take him as your flex. I don't blame you. There is reason to believe in Deontay Johnson. And I am I'm on this this hype train with Deontay Johnson. I don't know. I know a lot of people aren't, but I am. And I'm proud to be. Our friends over at A1 Fantasy Sports on TikTok, if you don't follow them there, go follow them. I'm gonna borrow some numbers for them. They are in on Deontay Johnson this year as well, just like we are. That's my people. Uh, borrowing some numbers from them. They made a recent video of Deontay Johnson recently. Great video. Uh, when healthy last season, so not when he exited games early, because Deontay Johnson technically played 15 games last season, but he left, I believe he left three of them early. Two or three of them, he left early, and he left with like zero receptions or one reception. Mm-hmm. Anyways, in game when he was healthy, 18.7 fantasy points per game, sixth amongst wide receivers. His 16-game pace, 127 receptions, 1,364 yards, 10 touchdowns. And don't worry, I did the math for everybody because I'm a hashtag math guy. That would have been wide receiver four. (laughs) History's on his side. The drops are going to go down. He's going as wide receiver 21. He has got to be one of the best values in drafts right now. You won't be sorry for drafting him this year. Yeah. If you draft him as wide receiver, you're drafting him as a back-end wide receiver, too. Yeah. And you can't be disappointed with that. If he returns value, you can't be disappointed with that. But he will surpass expectations. He'll probably surpass my wide receiver 18 ranking. I just have trouble getting ahead of getting him ahead of some guys like Julio Jones or Robert Woods. I, I'm not quite there yet, but I'm in. I'm in on Deontay. We'll transition this one over to Cam for Robert Woods. Cam is the lowest around. I just has him at 14. I have Robert Woods at 15. Both Bobby Tree fans, standard. Um, Cameron has him only at Bobby Tree. I like upside guys. <laughs> and that's what I'm here to say. Uh, Robert Woods is not an upside guy. He he is what I call a floor fantasy player. Yes. That's his, true. His floor is 15 points, and he's going to get you 15 points. Yeah. 
Uh, Robert Woods is maybe one of the most disrespected wide receivers right now, so I'm going to only give him... Including by you! (laughs) So I'm only going to give him 20 seconds. Um, (laughs) 90 catches a year, 130 targets a year, 1,100 yards a year, 6 touchdowns a year, 15 fantasy points a year. The last three seasons. It hasn't changed. I mean, that's who he is. Maybe once he'll get a huge game, but if you take a, if you reach on a Terry McLaurin or a CeeDee Lamb and you're like, you know what, I want my wide receiver to just be someone solid that I know no matter what's going to happen, I get points out of great guy. One guy that Lucas has been waiting for all episode to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) He's, He's preparing for absolute. This is like giving me Joe Mixon. <laughs> <laughs> this is borderline Joe Mixon. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, uh, TikTok, I'm so sorry you have to witness this. I have CD Lando wide receiver. Okay. Wow. I don't know what CD Lamb did to hurt either of you. <laughs> but having him as you have him as wide receiver 19. Both of you. Yeah. Shame on you. That's only three spots higher than where he finished without Dak. He gets he gets Dak a healthy offensive line, an effective Ezekiel Elliott. In games where Dak was healthy, he was wide receiver sixteen. Have the decency to put him there. 16 games, 16, 16, 16 game pace with that. 1,236 receiving yards, 84 receptions, 116 targets, eight touchdowns. You want to know what that would have been good for? Wide receiver eight. Wide receiver 10. That's a top 10 fantasy wide receiver with Dak Prescott. Look, okay. Here, here, here's the thing. Here's look. I, I'm, I'm, I'm done with you two now. Okay, I just, have, I just had to make you feel bad about your ratings. Here's the thing. CD Lamb's going as wide receiver. Is it possible CD Lamb has a breakout season? Yes. And I, and I've been one to like pump the brakes on that and be like, look, like Amari Cooper's still there, and like Amari Cooper is oddly paying the price for Dak Prescott not being back yet, which is great. Because we all love Amari Cooper. Yes. We all have Amari Cooper ranked ahead of CD Lamb. But like CD Lamb's like arguably like if if I'm a betting man, wide receiver eleven is probably the ceiling. Is that fair to say? Ceiling, yes. Ceiling, right. Like you're you're probably paying a premium to get CD Lamb right now. He's no longer this like fourth or fifth round value that he was at the start of the offseason. His value has just Skyrocketed in the past two weeks. So, well, I'm still all about CD Lamb. Okay. The breakout is going to be there with Dak back, a healthy offensive line. We see wide receivers take a step forward in their second season. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm all in on CD Lamb this year, and y'all can disagree with me, but I'll tell you what. Actually, I don't want to say it because if the TikTok community doesn't agree with me, I'm just going to get slandered in our live right now. So, <laughs> at any rate, uh, yeah, no. Uh, I think I just think wide receiver 19 is just so low for the potential that he has this season. That's all I'm trying to say. 
We can move on because I've already spent too much time. Yeah. Mike Evans comes in at number eight, uh, 18. Yes. No, 17. 18. 18. Touchdowns are going to regress this year. That's just how it's going to be. But there's still a very good chance he's still a top 20 receiver just because he is just that good of a receiver. Thousand yards in each of these So, me putting him outside of the top 20 is more for me to not take Mike Evans because I don't want to be stuck with Mike Evans in this direction here. But I can understand it if you want to take Mike Evans with a red zone upside. I understand it. Then we're tied then after Evans between Adam Thielen and Tyler Lockett for that uh, coveted 18 or 19 spot. 19 or 20. Yeah, I, Evans is 18. Evans is 18. Yeah. So they're all oh, 19, 19, 20. 20. Would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not I'm a math like, guy. Look, I went to school. <laughs> I'm the math guy on this podcast. I went to school. I worked with numbers. Sometimes numbers just eat me. I'm halfway through a math major. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're wrapping this sucker up, okay? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, Adam Thielen, big red zone guy. That's where all of his value comes from. His numbers were oddly identical to Mike Evans last season, and he's probably going to see almost the exact same regression yeah, as Mike right. Evans. That's that's the argument. Maybe a little. Not as bad as Evans, arguably, but I would, And I would argue worse than Mike Evans, but that's not a debate right now. But sure. Anyways, they're both going to see regression. Yeah. And as I mentioned, Tyler Lockett rounds out our I'm the highest on Lockett because, yes, there are games where I'm at 16. I don't blame. I want to push him that high. But again, I'm just struggling to put him past some of those other names that I have. Yeah. Look, I love Lockett this year. Lockett, for me, yes, he puts up 9, 10, 11 points a game. But he's good for two or three games where he's pushing upwards of 40. I, I understand. And there's there's no there's no matchup uh, favor, or there's no matchup that Lockett's in favor of, right? Like, it's literally any game he can break out for 13 catches, 160 yards, and three touchdowns. Targets have increased for Lockett every single year. Right. And when targets and Kirby's consistently increased. Yeah. I mean, some of that's Terry Jones. Yeah. So, again, he will put up a 9, a 10, 11 point game, you know, every week or every other week or something like that. But you have to start him because he can pop off for something. 46 points. That wins you weeks. Sometimes when your team isn't doing too well, start a Tyler Lockett. That can win you weeks. That's why I've got him at 16 compared to 19 and 21. So, some of the other honorable mention guys that we, I guess, we didn't mention, but we, you know, we, we could understand an argument for being in the top 20. Kenny Galladay, now with the New York Giants, clear wide receiver one for that team, and just that injury scares me, though. It's the injury. That's why we keep him out. That's really why. He's he's a force to be reckoned with on the outside. Um, but, again, it's just 
and you stay healthy. So, uh, Cooper Cup then also outside the top twenty. Look, he's also been fairly consistent as well with Robert Woods. Um, but I, I think this is the year where we kind of see a little bit of a separation between Robert Woods and Cooper Cup with Stafford in town. I think that that's my reasoning for why Cup's outside of twenty. But uh, Brandon Cooks then comes in. I'm way, 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 way high compared to. Lucas in camp. It all depends on the Sean Watson for me. That's I'm not it. ready. I'm not ready to rank him as high as I would be with Sean Watson. Yeah. So, Just because we don't know the Sean Watson. Yeah. That's, it's looking good, but it could turn south really quickly. That's my reasoning. Watson plays coaches easily on the territory. So, and then Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, supposedly per reports. Should be resuming football activities at the beginning or in September, which is a week one to week three, four ish. Re, uh, res, uh, no, restart of football activities, which means he's back on the field then either late September, early mid October. So it's maybe six, seven weeks since that's enough time for Michael Thomas to put up top 25 numbers. And especially if Jameis is the quarterback. Gonna get the ball, even with even with Taysom too. He will get the ball. So, any last thoughts? You know who's really far outside of that point? That is in those people. DJ Moore. Fade. We don't need DJ Moore. I don't even think is in our top twenty-five. No. I got. Who do I have DJ Moore? That's right. You have at twenty-four. Ty's at twenty-eight, and I'm at thirty. Oh, fade DJ Moore. Oh, I, I'm not going to endorse either of their rankings. I'm more in on DJ Moore from a PPR perspective. I look. You don't have to like DJ Moore, but there's a case to be made in favor of DJ Moore too. But we're not going to make him because he's not in our top 20 wide receivers, and that was our discussion. Um, that wraps up our wide receiver rankings. It's been a long episode, but when it's something like this, not necessarily as, I'll say, controversial, but something that needs to be discussed and given evidence, it tends to be a little bit longer. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for giving us the follow on our socials, Lucas. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're at uh, FF Fellas on Twitter. This is for you on TikTok too. You can go follow us on our other social medias. FF Fellas on Twitter, the FF Fellas on Instagram. Hey, we're simple fantasy football fellas on Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you, TikTok. We're fantasy football fellas on TikTok as well. Uh, yeah, this was fun. Yeah, I I, I like we haven't been. Watching the comments much on TikTok. Yeah. I hope nobody has just been like bashing us. <laughs> I mean, look, if you if one thing I need to say before the end of the episode, we need to put this on a poll on our Instagram. Do I look like a knockoff Matt Stafford? <laughs> I need to know. Like, is that a good thing? <laughs> Visions of Matt Stafford <laughs> dancing in my head. Or you just seen yourself. I don't know. I'm having an identity crisis.
I think that's all we got. We need to stop before this gets even more out of hand. We'll have a poll on the socials. Help us out, please. Shout out to Yes. For this intro outro music, you guys are the bomb. I didn't say that. Um, again, thank you for tuning in. Check us out on Friday for a little spoiler here. A Superflex mock draft. Woo! Let's go. And then tune in next week for our consensus quarterback and tight end rankings. And our... Uh, you guys, we want to take to the moon this year. To the moon. Just three stooges being dudes. Deuces. Hey, thanks again for tuning into the Fantasy Football Fellas podcast today. Make sure to subscribe so you get notifications of all of our weekly podcasts now on Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, make sure to subscribe, turn on those notifications. You can do the same for our social media, FF Fellas on Twitter, the FF Fellas on Instagram. And hey, we're on YouTube if you want to see us uh, video record these podcasts. Fantasy Football Fellas there. Uh, same thing on Facebook and TikTok, Fantasy Football Fellas. If you want even more insights to any of our rankings, uh, head on over to fantasyfootballfellas.com. I uh, got all sorts of rankings there. You can see our first mock draft that we did a few weeks ago. Uh, all sorts of different exciting content there we have for you as well. Three Stooges, just being dudes. Deuces.